This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my dear mother, Haya Bat Menachem Halevi Zichonalevacha, for the elevation of her soul. Thinking our thoughts. We all experience our thoughts as being our own. They feel like ours. We don't usually consider where our thoughts arise from, and we either dismiss our thoughts or act on them automatically without particularly questioning whether this is what we really want to do. But Rabbi Yehudalev Ashlag, the great master Kabbalist, teaches that our thoughts, in fact, do not originate from us. They come to us from God. This is what he says. All the thoughts that come into our minds are the work of the Creator, but this does not accord with the way we feel things. We think that we attract our thoughts from someplace else, or that our thoughts arise within us. Our thoughts feel like our thoughts. But this is a complete falsehood, the greatest of all lies. That we think that we own our thoughts is the greatest lie of all. The truth is, it is God who sends even the most subtle of thoughts into our minds, And it is through this means that he motivates us, moving us to act through the thoughts he sends us. It is through this means that he motivates us and moves us so that we eat, learn, create, receive, give, love, hate. There's no end. Just as the earth cannot feel who is sending it the rain that causes the seeds to sprout, so we cannot feel who is sending our thoughts to us that create within us motivation or needs. This is because until a thought has entered our minds, we cannot actually think it. And once it's in the domain of our minds, it feels like it is ours. God sends us thoughts one after the other in a tailor-made sequence in order to move each one of us further along the path that will bring us into affinity of form with him and thus enable us to receive all the good and delight that God purposes for each and every one of us. But this high purpose of giving delight to all created beings cannot be achieved as long as we are still steeped in our selfish love. Only when we've corrected our inbuilt nature of egoism to one of giving unconditionally will we be in affinity of form with the Creator and able to feel within our consciousness the divine sweetness, beauty and tenderness that constitutes the revelation of God's light to the souls. So God sends us a series of thoughts and feelings, both good and bad. Thoughts and feelings which are organized according to the divine providence, tailored uniquely and intimately for each and every one of us to bring us to the fulfillment of our soul's purpose. No one shall be left out, as it's written in Samuel, even the banished one shall not be cast out. From what Robert Ashlag writes, we can see that we have here an amazing channel of communication and of contact with our Creator. It's a channel of communication which is intimate and true, inspiring us to turn toward God. It is a channel that is always available to us. It's ready for each one of us to use so long as we acknowledge it and consciously use it. Indeed, we need to give thanks for every thought we receive and feel great joy that God himself is communicating with us 
demonstrating his care for each one of us as a unique individual who's precious in his eyes. It is through our thoughts that God moves us with respect to our relationships with our fellow human beings. For example, let us say there is a poor man who's dying because he slipped in his home. He has no means to help himself or to ask for help. But then God puts it into a neighbor's mind to go and invite the guy for tea. And he finds the man and saves his life. We need to ask the question, if it is God who's putting our thoughts into our minds, where does our free choice lie? First of all, the thoughts that he places into our minds may be positive thoughts, thoughts which are in consonance with Torah and Mitzvot, or they may be negative thoughts that deny the reality of Torah and Mitzvot, thoughts that pander to our wills to receive ourselves alone. We have the free choice to act on the thoughts we receive or to reject them. But for every thought that arises, we can be grateful and give thanks. For all thoughts are initiated from God and they show his willingness to work with us, to push us forwards along the path of connection with him. Secondly, we ourselves can choose to initiate good thoughts of connection with the Creator. We can show that we want to have a positive connection with him. We can try to develop thoughts of faith and trust in him to encourage ourselves to believe in him as the creator of the universe, the root principle that sustains all that is with his love, both the spiritual and the physical. His light shines out for all creation. This thought alone makes us feel humble as we realize that the master of all troubles to communicate with us and this brings us to a natural love for God as we contemplate the great love with which he communicates with us. Through the set prayers of morning, afternoon and evening, or through studying Torah, we can initiate our conversation with him and implant good thoughts in our mind. And actually, even that initiation comes from God. It is God who sends us good thoughts, as now the channel of communication is open but we can desire that channel and do everything we can to enhance it. And for this, we feel great joy and, and great happiness and give thanks. So this impulse to pray comes from him and causes us to want to communicate with him. Before any thought, we have to take responsibility. As Hillel said, if I'm not for myself, who is for me? But after the thought has come, or after we've acted on the thought, its outcome, we have to say the thought or the action that followed the thought came from God. If I'm for myself, what am I? Thought is the innermost aspect of our lives, and it is from thought that our needs take form in speech and action. So it is of the utmost importance that we pay attention to our thoughts. To relate to our thoughts as passing clouds is to lose their meaning and the opportunity of our connection with the Creator. It also leaves us at the mercy of negative thoughts as we lose the power to discern them, simply acting out and coming into opposition of form with the Creator. It's when we start to pay attention to our thoughts, we become aware of the presence of God as a real presence in our lives who guides us and directs us in the most intimate and specific way possible. God is with us wherever we go. 
He's always accessible to us and reaches out to us through the thoughts he gives us. We are never alone. This is a great source of joy in our lives. But what do we do about the negative thoughts or the negative feelings? How can we thank God for thoughts of blasphemy, for feelings of don't care, for thoughts of anger or disparagement of each other, thoughts of lust or greed, feelings that lead us into actual sin? This is a question that Rabbi Moshe Mordechai Schultz, the Chavruta Rabbi Ashlag, asked in a letter. And Rabbi Ashlag answered him as follows. Everyone believes in divine providence, that everything comes from God. But when we get a negative thought, we turn away from that belief. Because we ask ourselves, how is it possible to relate such a polluted thought to the Creator? who's the ultimate of good and whose actions are only for good. How can he send such polluted thought? But we need to hold fast. That all comes from God. And when we do so and relate even the most polluted thought to God, then we raise up that polluted thought as we acknowledge its divine source. And when we unite the divine source with the negative, when we unite the divine with all thoughts, good or bad, then eventually we don't see any difference between them. All of them are beloved. All of them are clarified. All of them are vehicles prepared to glorify the unity of God. We have to have faith that this is the divine working with us until at the end of the tikkun we all come to the certain knowledge that all thoughts, both the good and the evil, are vehicles for the vessels of God. He prepared them and from his mouth they came forth. But between the original thought of creation and the end of the tikkun, there is a long and frightful exile. Our main trouble is that when we receive a thought or see an action that appears to be wrong, we don't relate it to the Creator, but we fall into the well-known falsehood of thinking that we alone are responsible, that it came from ourselves. We forget that we are but the axe in the hand of the woodcutter and think ourselves as being the author of the negative action. We forget that the Creator is the source of all and there is none other than Him. And even though we may know this in theory, we tend to forget it when faced with the actual reality. But the Talmud tells us, just as one needs to bless God for the good, so we need to bless God for the bad. So how can we raise up the negative thoughts in practice? Just as we need to bless God for a good thought, so we need to bless God for a negative thought. It's like when a person feels hungry, his hunger adds to his enjoyment of the food when he gets the food. In a similar way, a negative thought, for example, of impurity, awakens in the person a desire for purity. If a negative feeling of anger with the Creator comes, it awakens within us a desire for connection with the Creator. In other words, our enemy of connection with God is not negative thoughts. It is indifference or apathy. The negative thought comes to shine light on our hardest places, to illuminate the toughest aspects of ourselves, the aspects that we are blind to. They awaken us to the need to work, the need to pray. It is the discomfort of the negative that sparks the search for help. 
For example, our holy foremothers were barren. It was hard for them to have children. Why was that? The sages say it is because God delights in prayer. Rabbi Ashak teaches us that the act of prayer itself is even greater than the answering of prayer. When a negative thought comes within us, we need to pray to God to help us with it. And we don't understand how much our prayers connect us with God. It's when we see the negative within us and we ask him to help us with it, we transform the negative to the good. Why does God send us such thoughts? In order to answer this question, we need to know that the creation functions in the modality of opposites. Creator and created, light and dark, soul and body, good and evil. Our bodily side is the side of our egoism, our selfish nature of our will to receive for ourselves alone. And it is for the purpose of transforming the primal vessels of creation, the wills to receive, from the form of receiving to that of giving, that each one of us was given a holy soul put into that body in order to transform it. So our innermost truest essence, which is our pure soul, has been put into contact with this selfish body so that each one of us can contribute to the perfection of creation. But since we all have a natural self-love, it's hard for us to really see what's within us. So when God sends us negative thoughts, he wakes up within us the need for correction, the need to do our work, the need for Torah. As the sages of the Talmud teach us, I created the evil inclination. I created the Torah as its healing spice. Until we can see our evil inclination, we have no need for Torah. It's when we get our negative thoughts and we're aware and we thank God for them, we increase our desire for Torah. When Moses went up on Mount Sinai to receive the Torah, the, the angels were angry. They accused, what's a human being born of a woman doing up here? Answer them, said God. Moses said, do you, do you have anger? Do you have jealousy? Do you have a Yetzirah? No? Well, then you don't need the Torah. It's we who need the Torah. Because it's when we see the negative within us that we need other Torah. So for all our thoughts, the positive and the negative, we can give thanks and feel true joy. For the good thoughts that inspire us to be more loving and giving towards God and to our fellow human beings, and for the negative thoughts that show us where we can improve. It is God himself who is sending each one of us all the thoughts. May we be granted the humility to listen as he communicates with us and learn to value and be happy with all that he gives us. Amen. This audio recording is brought to you from Nahorah School, established by Yadida Cohen for the study of the Kabbalah as taught by Rabbi Yehudalev Ashlag. 
Studies with Edida Cohen are available through the Nahoa School online. Details at www.nahoaschool.com or www.nahoapress.com.